Hey everyone, this is Perry with DMN. I'm here with Courtney McElveen from Yahoo. Uh, Courtney, could you just tell us your title real quick? Sure, uh, VP Industry Lead for Retail Travel and QSR Partnerships. All right, cool. All right, so uh, we're here with Courtney today. We're going to talk about some retail advertising. Uh, I know this is your topic area, correct? So could you just tell me a little bit about your world and some of the things that you see at Yahoo in regards to retail advertising? Sure, yeah. So uh, I have been at Yahoo for quite a few years and um, have been in this role, which has been really fun and exciting as we sort of, we evolve with what's happening with retail, which is, as you and I both know, changing a ton really quickly. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, my team, we spend a ton of time and me personally uh, working directly with advertising partners, but also with Yahoo product as we think about what we could be doing to sort of super serve retailers with all the challenges they have and then mapping that back to the products that are going to support them to drive whatever, you know, KPIs or or metrics that they're driving towards. So uh, that's what my team does. Gotcha. Uh, I got that that's probably a, I won't say a tough job, but it's like you said, it's, it's a very transient space right now. And I know retailers are kind of um, confused with a lot of the things that's going on with, you know, digital and things like that. What are some of the common issues that you see? You know, it's interesting. Uh, if we think about what's happened in retail and sort of how it's affecting marketers, if you sort of take one step back, it's about consumer behavior. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things that we really look at is um, – Obviously, e-commerce has has changed retail, but that's driven by what consumers are doing, right? Consumers are spending more time online. Um, Some of the research that we did last year, what we were looking at is that shopping cycles are longer. uh, And then you see a really interesting thing happens around sort of who's buying when. As an example, millennials, you know, start start um, shopping earlier, but actually buy something later. So mm. there's lots of things with the consumer behavior. Um, and then ultimately, they're spending more time on their device. When we were talking earlier, you know, people spend about five hours a day on a phone and um, like 90 plus percent of that is in apps. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, we're just we're connected to our phones all the time. It's um, it's it's almost an extension of our body. And um, that's drastically changed retail and ultimately um, the ways that consumers interact with with brands. Interesting. Uh, it's interesting you say that the buyer cycle is uh, longer because um, it feels like you always get inundated with this narrative that things are like it's really fast. You know what I mean? But when you mention that, yeah, I guess I do take a little bit longer to actually make click the buy button. You know, that's really weird. So um, when you, when you talk about the way e-commerce is changing everything and uh, buyer consumer behavior in particular, what has been, I guess, the major uh, Disruption as far as advertising goes, with all that being said. Major disruption. I mean, I would say, you know, a lot of what we're talking to, to marketers about, I would boil it down to, is sort of data insofar as it relates to driving m- metrics for advertisers. Okay. Uh, and specifically, you think about sort of what's happening in 2017, it's about measurement. Mm-hmm. So leveraging all the data to sort of help understand how to make better decisions, I would say um, that's a pretty broad topic, but it's one that's sort of near and dear to, to marketers right now. And we're spending a lot of time both internally um, ensuring that we are, again, supporting and doing really interesting, innovative work to help marketers make better decisions, but also affects the products that we come out with that, that uh, retailers, both e-commerce and bricks and mortar, can can leverage. But a lot of the um, the conversation in the marketplace now is about you know data and and how to use it to make better decisions um, when it comes to measurement of of everything that a retailer would do. As you know, you know they, they need to drive metrics, whether it's return on ad spend or brand favorability and and all of that stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't know attribution. Uh, when you talk about metrics, attribution is usually a big part of that conversation as well. Is yeah. It? Okay, that's the same here. Yeah, like cross-channel measurement attribution. Sort of that is, in fact, there was a recent IAB study that came out that basically said that about 60%, so 60% of marketers um, will, will spend a significant amount of resources thinking about cross-channel measurement and attribution, uh, which is really telling that's up like 70% year over year. Uh, and it's uh, it's telling of where they're going to spend their time and ultimately what you know what they understand to believe to be right for their consumers. I mean, because you and I both know it is this whole word of omni-channel is something that has been talked about a lot. You know, it's yeah. talked about a lot in 2016, and sort of 2017 is the year of activation against omnichannel, thinking about a consumer and everything that they do, and then how do I, as a marketer, actually make connections and have moments with those consumers, sort of online. Hmm. Yeah, um, I went to a conference a couple weeks ago. I think it was Millennial 2020. Uh, but, yeah, that was one of the panels was about uh, omnichannel hmm. and um, how – it's particularly, you know, a topic for retailers, and I guess there were all these luxury brands on the panel, and they were saying that they hate this word omni-channel, they hate this <laughs> term. It's it's so nebulous and uh, confusing, and it almost has no meaning at this point. But um, from from a marketing perspective, what would you say? Like you said now this year is a bit different than last year because we're actually taking action now. So uh, in what ways? Like what what are some of the ways that omni-channel is coming to fruition? You, it's interesting. I was talking to someone about last year, and uh, you know, did so, someone said, you know, is omni-channel just a rebrand of multi-channel, <laughs> right? And if it is, that's not that interesting. But um, true omni-channel is about understanding the consumer path mm-hmm. and then marketing. And viewing a consumer as a consumer, no matter what platform they're on. So I think more marketers are trying to understand, and the marketplace is a little bit clearer. You know, it isn't, in my opinion, it's not just a rebrand of, of multi-channel. It is actually a new way of thinking, and that that affects a marketing organization and how they're structured. That affects, um, you know, cross cross-platform attribution and, and the vendors they use and all of those things. So uh, I do think there's been a shift in sort of understanding of the marketplace. You know, not holistically. I would say it's, you know, we, we have a ways to go. But the understanding of the value of omnichannel as people are starting to really say, I need to spend time with my consumer. Where are they? Well, gosh, they have multiple devices. How do I do that? That's what omnichannel is, is I'm one consumer, but I may have two phones, an iPad, and a computer. How do you talk to me? Right. Right. And uh, I mean, kind of tangentially related to that, you have the advent of all these prominent e-tailers um, coming through with these pop-up shops. And, and now you have Amazon and uh, Google getting uh, actual brick-and-mortar stores. So is that like kind of an activation of Omnichannel or is this like just a usability thing or a quality of life thing? Like, I mean, what's, what, what do you, what's your take on that? It's interesting. I think uh, pop, pop-up specifically, and if you think about what's happening and uh, sort of the shift is there are an opportunity to capture moments with, with consumers. You know, pop-up is, you know, I walk into, you know, Amazon does it. There, there are other brands that do it well. But um, it's not, shopper, shoppers have moments, right? Some, mm-hmm. some marketers may call them seasons. Um, other things, they're beyond seasons are actually moments and I think that's what makes pop-ups interesting I mean but that specifically is just one piece of what a marketer may do whether it's an e-tailer who's who's setting up a pop-up or um, uh, a bricks and mortar brand who may do something sort of interesting around a specific season so I think that's just sort of one aspect of of what's happening in the marketplace but what's interesting about that is it gives e-tailers an opportunity to have um, have a moment right and you as an e-tailer you know people may know your brand as many things but they don't physically walk up and talk to an associate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's pretty interesting for, for e-tailers. The other thing that I think to ground ourselves in is, 
you know, 90 plus percent of transactions still happen in a, a brick and mortar store if you're if you're a brick and mortar brand. And so I think thinking about e-tellers and pop-ups versus a, a big brand with a, a big footprint, those are they're so different, right. um, but they're starting to come together as we know because of what consumers are actually doing. Yeah, yeah, and, and I guess that that feeds into the larger thing with the the new stores as well, right? Yep. Okay. Yes, it's a weird, it's a weird, uh, weird trend, weird time. What about um, um, does the advertising paradigm cha- change at all in that new world where you know? I mean, I know they're two separate kind of kind of uh, verticals within retail, but what's the advertising look like when you're uh, a, a brand that's primarily known as e-tail and you're going to do a pop-up? Do you do like more like direct stuff? Do you get in caps and all these things? Like, like what are you doing that's different? Well, I mean, if you think about retail, retail has so many sort of subcategories, which, you know, could include in many cases QSR. So I think about retail and I think um, all of the subcategories within retail can look a little bit different. So as an example, um, think about someone like a Wayfarer who, mm-hmm. online brand, uh, very strong, sophisticated brand, does really interesting work, you know, with us on the search side. Um, what they may do to sort of drive their sort of their metrics or their return on ad spend um, is is very, very specific to um, to one of their strengths, which is search. Right. And then you take a brand like a, a Pizza Hut, you know, for us, QSR, retail, um, they're driving, you know, they need to drive in-store traffic and or online sales, mm-hmm. right? So that looks and acts like a retailer. But the ways that we may work with them from a marketing perspective may look a little bit different because um, one has a physical footprint and one does not. Right. I think that may that to me is uh, pop-ups just become an extension of that. It's it's one potential opportunity that an e-tailer may have or a brand may have in an in an off-market situation. Gotcha. Okay. So um, what's the most interesting, I guess, bit of your your, your job or like a cool thing that happened within the last couple of weeks that just was like, yeah, this is really awesome what I'm doing? You know, I get I have a I have a big passion around um, measurement as as sort of a topic. If we think about the relationships we have with marketers, I mean, as a consumer taking a step back, uh, you know, this notion of brand loyalty still exists. Yet it isn't talked about um, all the time, and and you know some of the the research that we look at is you know millennials may define brand loyalty as a different thing. They don't call it brand loyalty, but it does exist. Mm-hmm. And so I have a I have a I get really excited talking about that with marketers because I I feel like with many of our partners we're finally hitting a point where we're having real conversations about what does omnichannel really mean? How am I really going to start to think about measuring? It's not a perfect science. I mean, especially like crop cross-platform IDs yeah. and all of that stuff. But um, that's been pretty fun. Yeah. And I think um, when you start to see those little moments where a marketer has a, like a mini breakthrough, mm-hmm. I think those are that's probably the funnest part about my job. And then, you know, I get to go back and, and talk to Yahoo people about, gosh, if we did this with our product, it would be even better. Or we need to extend our product to do X in order, you know, get into super serve retail QSR brands. I think that's pretty fun. Yeah. Being close to the customers who are having the challenges that we can help help pursue and solve. Yeah, and as far as brand loyalty, as a millennial, I know, like, I don't hear people say that particular word, but, like, you know, fanboy gets thrown around, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It's Connection so to a brand. Yeah. You know, do I feel like um, I can get behind them and believe them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Authentic- authenticity is pretty important. Yeah. Okay, uh, Courtney, I think that 
that'll be that'll do it for us here. Um, really appreciate you uh, taking the time today to talk about this. I know it's a very broad topic, very wide-reaching topic, but it was nice to get some insight from you on this. Thanks. Yeah. It was fun to talk. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right. Thank you.